live on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. A new day brings new topics. Our sports talk brings extensive debate and analysis by the host, expert contributors, and callers. We discuss it all. Join us weekdays at 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. on Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Hey, welcome to Never Had It So Good Sports Radio. Tonight we are starting our um, month-long celebration, or we should even say year-long, of Black History Month, and we'll do that starting off with Coach Lenny Carmichael. We'll get him in here in just a moment. want to get in my co-host here and welcome them to the show. Duck Raleigh, how are you, sir? Doing well, Precious. Glad to be back. Yeah, glad to be back, glad to be back for sure. Tim Moore, how are you, sir? I'm doing well, Princess, much better than I was. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, you sound better. Congratulations on feeling a lot better. Duck, you're going to have to give me the last four of Coach Carmichael. The board is lit up with callers. And thank you all for being interested, yes, um, in this celebration. We wanted to start off with a bang, and looks like we did. There are about 50 of them in the system, Duck, so you're going to have to. Give me the last four of his phone number. And then <laughs> see if I am. I'm giving I'm giving pull it up now. Okay. All right. And while you're doing that, I'm gonna go Eric the enemy on you, Tim Moore. Um um I guess Cliff Queensberry is better than Eric the enemy. Um he turned down the Raiders job but now he has the commander's job. Your your thought about thoughts about that once you saw Quinn being hired and where they went for offensive coordinator? I think, um, I think it's pretty blatant what they're, uh, what they're doing because Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury is not one anywhere he's been, um, and yet he keeps getting opportunities yeah. to coach. Um, it's, uh, it's pretty blatant that they just don't want to hire people who look a certain way. And, um, yeah. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if there's something more with Eric the Enemy that we just don't know about that hasn't been made, been keeping under their, under their belt in terms of why they don't want to give him a chance. But um, it's pretty blatant, and uh, I think shameful that uh, these guys who fail over and over again get opportunities to 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 coach, and here's a guy with two Super Bowls under his belt. And uh, he can't get a get one coach, head coaching opportunity. Um, just shameful. It is shameful. And, and at this point, with all of the hires being made, now he's relegated to trying to find a, um, a coordinator's position. And the commanders wasn't an option. Um, Duck, I got everything, and I appreciate you. I did want to say to both of you all, though, that the word is when when gentlemen or coaches were interviewing with the commanders that they were not pleased with the questions and they thought that the commander's ownership really sound like basketball guys more than they did football guys and some were offended. Um duck your thoughts about that and Tim and then we'll get started. Well first of all you, you bring a basketball guy to the put him in the front office and mm-hmm. you know what you know kind of what do you expect? You know, the thing is right. that uh Myers, I'm sure he would have hired Steve Kerr for football if he could have. But uh, <laughs> the, the thing is, Princess, it, it's so ridiculous that we, it, you know, it's not even worth discussion. The, the hurtful thing is that the enemy has hasn't had that right opportunity 
And like I told you before, as being a former AD and, and like Tim, you know, when we interview, you can interview a person. You can help him or you can hurt him. You, there you certain go. Things you can, certain things you can, questions you can ask him or, you know, you can look at it, check his record and, and really kind of make everybody say, hmm, do we really want this guy? So I, I think. I think he just got shafted, Francis. Right. Yeah, yeah. Tim, bring it on home. No, I agree with Duck uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, it's um, it, They just don't want to hire the guy for whatever reason, and I think uh, part of the reason uh, appears to be pretty pretty uh, blatant because uh, others who look like him have not gotten opportunities, even though they've won Super Bowls, like Byron Lefwich. Um And uh, mm-hmm. Cliff Kingsbury, again, has not won anything. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm surprised that in this climate um, that he has gotten several opportunities and was going to be hired by the Raiders but had to back out for whatever reasons. They didn't like some of the things he had said with the Cardinals, but still he's on the radar of the commanders. Um, crazy stuff right there. Let's go ahead and welcome in Coach Carmichael. Um, Coach Carmichael, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you for having me. How's everybody doing today? We're doing good. Thank We're you. doing good. All right. We're honored to have you. Duck and Tim, go ahead and get started. Hey, hey, hey Lenny, I like how you came yes. on. You you sound so professional, Lenny. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Lenny, uh, last time we had you on Where Are They Now, what I'd like to do is just kind of rehash some of it, but, you know, Tim and Princess has other things as far as Black History Month goes. But, again, for the listeners and the first-time listeners, kind of give us a little bit of your background. Okay. I uh, graduated from Kent State in 1966. I went to the Army from 66. The man gave me the opportunity to go to Virginia City State University to play basketball. I graduated there in 1972. And then I, I went out for the General Rockets. I didn't make it, but they finished the and Lenny, you Lenny, you're breaking up for some reason. I don't know if you're on speaker or what. Now that sounds better. Yeah, you were breaking up. Okay. I'm sorry. So I graduated from Liberty yeah, City in 1972 and uh, started teaching and coaching and playing up in the Eastern League. And I got the opportunity to do that. And everything I met Coach Rowley with the Philadelphia Stars, and and we met. Uh, the restaurant, and I told him I was the head coach, and we got to talk. He said, well, John Nate gave J, uh, Coach my, uh, maybe my JV basketball coach, and the rest is history in New Jersey. <laughs> so, Lenny, kind of take us through being at Elizabeth City. You know, you go you go there as a freshman. You come out, you come out with Trenton, I think. You go there as a freshman. Take us through your journey. Take us through your journey. So one of the things that I, I really I had been in the army in the segregated south with Augusta, Georgia. I was in and then uh, when I got to the city, I was surprised. If I didn't know the city was a segregated state, I wouldn't went to it. But I got down there, and it was very segregated, and uh, it was really amazing to me. And the amazing thing about it was the black high school played on Friday night. There were just as many white people as there as the black people. Black people played on Saturday night, 
There's just as many black people as there white people. I mean, like the whole town be there, but you know, they couldn't go to school together. But I was like, that was really kind of odd to me. You know, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I guess integration, to me, what I think a lot of people don't understand, uh, I think integration, we don't really want integration, but we want to not step with equal, we want to wear equal is. And I'm sure a lot of black people back in the South just wanted to keep their own high school identity. But they took that away from us in the, in the South. They took that identity away, and they're doing it now. They're doing it now with our black history and everything that they do now, they don't want our history to be known, which is kind of messed up. But but I had a great, probably the best four years of my life, I met some great people down there, and uh, and I got a great relationship with my school. Okay, Lily, you you brought up something interesting, and 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 I I didn't know that you you in the service. How hard was it with you? You said segregation there. You know, kind of give us, you know, exactly what you meant. Well, it was really tough. When I went down to Gus Georgia, I was an MP. And it was segregated. Blacks had to go to certain places. And the MPs, we had to go in there and break up fights and do all that, some crazy things like that. But it really was amazing. My best friend when I was in the Army uh, was John Baxter from Alabama. And they put us together in the car. And uh, him and I had great conversations. And uh, he, he was a good, wise guy. And I wasn't, but we had great discussions about that and whatnot. And then, when I, like I said, I didn't know that North Carolina was segregated, or I wouldn't have went there. But I'm glad I did because I got my wife for 54 years with me. So it, it turned out to be really great. But, uh, a lot of young people nowadays, one of the things that bothers me uh, about our education system, uh, they, they got rid of affirmative action. So a lot of our black students should be going back to our HBCUs. And uh, Elizabeth City State University, where I went, is probably the cheapest school in the country. $20,000 to go there between 16 and 20, because of what Norman want to stay in. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad I got a chance to be on this radio. So people, if you are listening, and you have a child that uh, wants to go to a college, a great school since 1891, all you got to do is have a 2.5, two years of the language, and then four years of math, and I'll get you to school. And then you don't have to worry about them big loans. You know what I mean? So you can give me a call at 609-440-7352. And give me a call, and I'll get you to school. That's where you need to go. There you go. Okay, uh, uh, Lenny, and that's some great stuff. And you've been doing that for so long, man. People, that look, that's why that's why you deserve your flowers, bro. You you always t- look out for people. Now you're in Elizabeth City, and you guys are traveling uh, do, through the South. How was that, Lenny? Were you guys in a school bus, or were you in cars? And where where were you staying? Okay, at first. The first half of my freshman year up until we got back out of January, we had three station wagons. Since I was a small guy on the team, out of 14 guys, I had stayed in the back on top of the bag. We went to Charleston, South Carolina, and we stayed in a black motel down there. There's no way, uh, you know, the real nice hotel. We came in a, it was nice, you know, for black hotel. So we went next to one we came back and did all the on the black colleges, we stayed in uh, inside the gym, 
Uh, we stayed inside the infirmary. Uh, we stayed on top of doors. We stayed underneath the doors. So we really could, uh, I guess, afford to stay in the hotel and whatnot. And we ain't on campus, too. We ain't on the campus, too. And there's a lot of home people there, so we hung out with them out there before the games. But it was very nice. So we, we didn't stay in the hotels like they do now. And now, Leonard, you, now you staying in the, the dorm with the guys you get ready to play against? Yeah, we stay, you know, like I say, like we stay in the dorms. Like, um, for example, we went to, um, when we go to Hampton, we stayed in the boys' dorm in the basement. Uh, Virginia State, we played in the football stadium. Bunk beds in the football stadium for the business locker room. And then at GU, we stayed in the old dorm. And Delaware State, we stayed in the basement of the gym. Fayetteville State, we stayed in the gym, in the basement. North Carolina Central, we stayed in the basement of their gym. St. Augustine, we stayed in the basement of the girls' dorm. Uh-oh. And, uh, was the same state we stayed in the infirmary. But we know we got yes. I'm not trying to now you staying in now how, now this is during the winter months. Now how how was that? I I that's that's different. It was cold down there sometimes. We had that extra blankets and stuff, but that's what we had to do. You know, we looked good, you know, but it was cold some nights. A couple of the doors had windows broke out, but, you know, we had to do what we had to do. We make sure we had extra cover. And then finally, when we got a bus, then we could bring extra stuff on the bus. But when we first started traveling, we traveled in station wagons. Wow. Okay. Okay, uh, Tim. Yeah, Coach, uh, whatever you were doing, uh, I, don't, I don't know if you were holding the mic, uh, holding the uh, re- receiver closer to your mouth or not, but you, you, you're coming in clearer than you were before because you were, you were okay, going in and you. out. Um, but I, um, I, I was wondering um, about that. Uh, how was that in terms of distractions? I mean, I heard you say that you were staying somewhere in the, girl, in the, in the basement of the girls' dorm. You know, and you, you, you know, kids, you know, nineteen to twenty-two years old, uh, that could be kind of a distraction to what you got to do the next yeah. night. Yeah, well, we had we had distractions, but we, like what I'm saying, we came to play basketball. I was our, one thing about the teams that I played on for four years in the city. We had guys that wanted to win. Like my freshman year, we were twenty-nine and four. My sophomore year, twenty-eight and seven. 27 and 6 my last year, 21 and 9. So the distractions wasn't dealing with us. We, 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 we had a bunch of guys that wanted to win. And that's what it was. I mean, it could have been distraction for some people, but most of us, no. We were there, we were there winning. You know, and then, plus, when you go to them campuses, the homeboys be talking smack to you. So you say, oh, you're going to get blown out like that. So we said, okay, we'll see. So we concentrated, you know. But it was it was a very interesting experience because I had never heard of any black colleges, HBCUs, except I heard, a, I heard of A&T, I heard of Delaware State, I heard of Maryland State, Morgan, and Howard, and A&T. And what's that? I don't know if black schools I ever heard of. I never heard of Elizabeth City or St. Augs and Shaw and all of them. I never heard of them. Mm-hmm. So that made a big difference. And I, got, I met a lot of good friends at those schools. So they're still my friends today. Coach, you, Coach you played with uh, you played with uh, was it 
uh, Gail that that was with the yeah, uh, San Antonio yeah, Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Roommate. Yeah, one of the great guards in uh, professional basketball. A lot of people don't know because the old ABA didn't get the kind of television time that uh, many of the NBA uh, teams were getting. And uh, and also another mm-hmm. thing people don't realize, they used to play all-star games uh, between the ABA and the NBA uh, during the offseason, and the ABA won just as many as they lost against those guys. So it was it was really good talent. But you uh, you, you talked about HBCU basketball back then. Uh, when uh, the Alabamas of the world, the LSUs of the world, the even the North Carolinas, even though they broke the color ba- barrier in the uh, ACC, a lot of those schools were not recruiting black players back then. So the HBO, HBCUs were full of tremendous talent. Tell, me, tell us about some of the guys that you played with and played against. That, uh, okay, that liked, uh, okay. North Carolina had two blacks. They had Bill Chamberlain and Charlie Scott. Right. Wake Forest had Charlie Davis and Gil McGregor. Merlin had three players. Davidson had one, Mike Malloy. Mike Malloy. And North Carolina State had two. They had uh, Eddie Leverage and Al Hartley. Other than that, there were no other blacks in any of the schools in Alabama, SMU, or, you know, LSU and all them. And all the best black ball players was in Southern black colleges. Let me give you an example. In there, in CIAA, they got like maybe – about 15 guys averaged no more than 17 points a game. Nobody higher. And I looked at, sometimes I reminisce and read my statistics so, and whatnot. We had 27 guys that was averaging over 20 points and seven of them was averaging 30-something. Bobby Dandridge. You want the books? Who's the one from the union name? Davis. Craig Davis, he was dead. Norman John C. Smith. Uh, yeah, Dow Cherry, guys that you probably never heard of, man. Like really, really good play. Was recruited by all the black colleges, but no white colleges recruited them. So they had to go to a black college. So the, it was really tough. It really was. Were you before or after Earl the Pearl was at Winston Salem State? I'm after Earl the Pearl and Pee Wee Kirkland. I'm after them. Okay, okay, okay. And what not? Um, my yeah, my my roommate, man, was was really, really good. I mean, great ball player. And, and I tell the story about when I was my freshman year, Coach Vaughn knew I could play defense. So he called me and said, look, whenever we scrimmage, you're going to play Mike Gale. So I went to Coach, why I got to play Mike Gale all the time in practice? <laughs> he, said, because, he said, because if you can play Mike Gale, you can play anybody. And then he called Mike Gale. And I guess most of the time when I got in the game, I, whoever the best guard was, that's who I had to play. And uh, a lot of times I would shut them down, especially my freshman year. And my, all, all four years I played, I played the best guard. He had to play me, so there was a little competition going on. We've got a guy that comes on here with us uh, on a regular basis, uh, one of one of Duck and I's uh, homeboy, uh, Steve Thornton, who went to Kentucky State. And he, he has oftentimes referred to Travis Machine Gun Grant and Elmore Smith. Uh, did you play against those guys? Yes, sir. They beat us in the semifinals out in Kansas City. I mean, that team could have beat a lot of college division, college division one teams. Elmo Smith was seven through two, led the NBA block shots for like nine years, and Travis Grant was the greatest shooter I ever seen. He was six nine. He shot forty two points on us, and then but Bill Graham, the six nine guy, he's the one that beat us because he had twenty three points. But they beat us off the offensive glass. That's how they beat us, and. Um, it was, they won three national championships. Yeah, they won three. There's only two black schools 
and hold NAIA that won um, two years in a row. Tennessee State, back with Dick Barnett, and oh, then yeah. uh, Kentucky State won three straight. But one, one more thing I want to say about this. In 1968 was the first year that they let the black schools play in different districts. Before that, they would have an 18 black tournament, only one black team would go out to Kansas City out of 32 teams. They only had one. But wow. my freshman year, they opened it up, and eight black schools went out there in different, in different districts because it's 32 teams. So we should have won the national championship. We lost by two. And then Merle wow. State, who we had beat, then we, then Merle State, who went, went there, who, won, who we beat three times, went to the finals, and they got crushed in the finals. But we was mad because we wanted to be, we were gonna beat them the fourth time, but we didn't get there. <laughs> but a, we had a great year, twenty nine and four, ain't bad. And our biggest guy was only six six. And we was the smallest team, and back then there was eighteen teams in the CIAA. Hmm. In the in the ACs. In the AC schools was in the CIAA then, 18 schools. So it was real competition. So it was really great. And I met my wife there, who I've been married 54 years to come September 8th. So it was right. a great journey. <laughs> great journey. And I saw her the first five minutes I was on campus. First five minutes. Look at that pretty girl right there. <laughs> I love oh, a man, man that'll give a shout out to his wife several times. Congratulations. Coach, I want to ask um, the glaring difference between when you play college basketball to the talent that's playing now. What's the difference? Um, is it a softer game? Tell me your thoughts. My thoughts is the game is soft now. They got the three-point line. Uh, let me give you an example. My freshman year, we, we scored a, we had 104 points a game. No clock, no threes. And we uh, pushed them right on the board. And they're all good shooters. Everybody out there is great shooters. And like I said, they, they lost them nothing. He played on my team, and he was, he was ahead of me. He's the all-time leading scorer in Virginia. All-time leading scorer he was. I don't know if anybody put this record yet. Israel Oliver, great player in Chesapeake. Uh, so we had great guys like Mike Gale. A lot of people don't know about Mike Gale, but he's the, he's the second all-time leading scorer in Philly behind Will Chamberlain. Yeah. And, uh, Mike Gale was playing in Philadelphia, and I asked him, I said, Why'd you come to the city? Like, you recruited by UCLA. I just wanted to go to the school. I had a great time. I didn't know about the big time school. That's why I came to the city. But he played 18 years in the NBA, so it didn't cost me nothing. And he was a great player in the NBA, too. He was a great player in the NBA, too. And uh, the kids, the guys down there, they got three similar shots. They're not great shooters. And that three point nine has messed up a lot of people. I mean, now you can't touch nobody in the pros. That's why you guys like, the ball, you can't touch them now. That's when the Detroit Christmas plays and the Stanley, they beat you up. You got to be, be tough. Like, Bulls and Stanley, the Magic Army, you got to be tough about the play. Not that you had to be tough. But you, when I saw about that, you said, I know that. 
But um, the game has changed so much, man. That's the pro game. I don't even watch the pro game. Man. I watch when the playoffs come, but I don't watch when the regular season. Wow. Okay. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. One more thing about the school. We played Nova State three times. The first time in our gym, we beat them 117-113. The second time we played them, they beat us in our gym 123-125. And we beat them for the Seattle Championship, 89-86. See how I'm saying, no school? Mm-hmm. 
again, because you made the wrong choice, but he and then he mentioned that choice. So he would be the one I would want to talk to. I'm so proud of him um, because he's got an independent thing to the Mercer County Hall of Fame. I'm looking forward to that. But one more thing I'd like to say. I'm still over here in the city of City. Come, come closer, Lenny, because uh, you're going out again. Yeah, I'm to do it all over again. I'm still over here in the city of Kingsville, City. It's a great school, and a lot of kids talk to me and call me up and they thank me and everything. I said, no, let me thank yourself because you graduated from this. And I got 20 going this year. That's what I do. That's my passion to get kids to school because somebody helped me along the way. Lenny, did with you your did legacy. Did he say 20? Did he say 20? Hello? Thing. They shouldn't have, but they did. 